It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome into Brewcast for Amazing Brew on the SB Nation Podcast Network. Luke Yardy joined by Von Lozon here tonight on Tuesday, May 17th as we head into Wednesday, May 18th. And Von, I know you've been uh, feeling a little bit under the weather, but with Scotty out here uh, again here this week, man, really appreciate you coming on. We'll get you out of here uh, pretty quick, but definitely appreciate you joining the Brewcast here this week. Yeah, not a problem. If I pull an office and I just do, you know, few word do, do trick, yeah. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> that's <laughs> me being under the weather is is more than likely why. But I'm happy to do it. Um, ha- happy to be back on the brewcast. I think this is the first time I've been back in shoot man like a couple months at least so it's uh it's always a pleasure to talk to you my friend i think actually the last time you uh came on it was right after the uh michigan wisconsin basketball game it was you're right yeah what a podcast to record that was that was a <laughs> we don't have anything quite that spicy to talk about tonight but uh yeah that was a that was a one to remember, that's for sure. Yeah, May's definitely uh, a little duller usually, but uh, there, there are some things going on at Michigan that that are a little interesting, I guess we shall say. We'll jump right in here, Vaughn. First, we'll start with uh, last week, obviously, here on Brewcast. Uh, not exactly great timing uh, on the part of when I recorded that show and when it was announced that Caleb Houston would not be participating in the NBA Combine. But I think a lot of the I think a lot of the material in last week's show was pertinent in the sense that Caleb Houston, while not performing at the NBA Combine here, Vaughn, uh, definitely doesn't mean he's for sure coming back to Michigan. In fact, 
from some of the reports here, probably leaning the other way. A lot of teams think that Caleb Houston potentially got a first-round promise from one of the teams in the NBA draft, and they don't want him performing to potentially go higher than that, but they did make him the promise that they'd take him in the first round. Now, this is just some speculation and reports, obviously, but that would make sense as to why Caleb Houston wouldn't even participate in the NBA Combine. Yeah, I, I think at this point, it's it's more likely than not that the speculation of him sticking in the draft is more true than him coming back. Um, it, very strange that, uh, or it would have been strange if, if he pulls his name from the combine uh, to uh, come back to Michigan. Otherwise, I mean, he would have announced that more than likely a long time ago. So I, I think the speculation of, a team or teams plural uh, that have promised to draft him in the first round probably is true at this point. And uh, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow for uh, Juwan Howard and for Michigan, because I mean, despite the inconsistency from Caleb Houston, this season, he still led the team in three pointers, which is hard to believe. I don't know if you want to give more credit to Caleb or, or uh, redact yeah. some, some credit. <laughs> yeah, from, I'm not from sure the exactly players, what that but... says, but <laughs> I mean, it, look, it's, it is what it is, right? He, he averaged around 10 points this season, which, you know, a, as a starter, as a top 10 player coming in, uh, in his, uh, uh 2022 class or, or 2021 class as a five-star um, it definitely did not live up to those expectations, but on the other side of the coin, who are they going to replace him with next season? If he does stick into the NBA draft, it's going to be, uh, a, a kind of by a committee basis. I think the, the lineup is definitely going to look a lot different. Um, and I'm sure we'll get into, you know, what, what we think about Musa uh, a little later on, but it, I would imagine that Musa probably sticks in the draft as well. So there's going to be a lot of shuffling around with this roster this upcoming season. So um, uh, despite the, the inconsistencies from Caleb uh, this past season, I do still think it would be a loss to lose him. Um, it, it, they're just going to have to uh, figure all of that out and, you know, maybe, dip their toes back into the transfer portal waters. Um, we'll certainly see. It's kind of getting a little late to uh, evaluate portal guys, but uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see what all that goes. But it's it's just certainly, <laughs> certainly mind-boggling to me that after the season that he had and he declared for the draft, and right when he declared, I mean, it, it wasn't surprising to me that him or Musa uh, both went to the NBA to at least – test the NBA waters and, and get some feedback. But uh, to see this development, this is kind of a shocker for me, quite honestly, I did not foresee this happening. Like if you had asked me like a week or so ago, if I thought Caleb was coming back, I would have said, yeah, absolutely. Now it's kind of up in the air, leaning more towards him staying in the draft, which is again, just stunning, stunning development. Yeah. I'll be honest with you, Vaughn. Uh, I am simply at this point, uh, assuming that both Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate are staying in the NBA draft. That's what, uh, I mean, I thought Musa was staying in regardless. Look, Musa is probably going to test through the roof at the NBA combine. He's going to shoot up draft boards oh, yeah. into the first round. Like, it is what it is, you know. Um, it, I, I know, you know, all the mocks, they didn't have Musa or Caleb Houston in the top 60. That's going to change it as we get closer. Obviously, we got the draft lottery coming up tonight uh, as we uh, are recording this show. It's not quite here yet yet, but uh, 
Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, Musa is almost certainly going to stay, I would imagine. Caleb Houston sounds like it's going to be the case. And then, of course, you have the the whole deal. Like you mentioned, you just brought up the transfer portal. Now, how big of a loss is the whole Terrence Shannon situation, which uh, we got oh, yeah. we got tweets from Hunter Dickinson and Jace Howard about. You know, a- apparently the story there is that Terrence Shannon was going to come in as a grad transfer. All he needed to do was finish up some credits at Texas Tech. Um, and and sounds like Mark Adams didn't allow that to happen. So admissions got, you know, it got muddy with the admissions at the University of Michigan. He ends up going to Illinois, which you got to face him twice a year now. But now if you're losing Caleb Houston on top of that, I mean, that that's huge because the wing depth shrinks considerably. Um it, it, it's tough, especially here in mid-May. You know, what? what is Juwan Howard going to be able to do? What is the wing situation looking like in the portal right now? Those are questions that are going to need to be answered, and I think it's a big loss on the lineup just in the sense that I think if Musa was staying and Caleb was coming back, I think Caleb was going to be able to play a lot more at what I think is a more natural position and better overall for the flow of the offense is him playing kind of a stretch four role instead of him trying to play the three with Hunter and Musa out there. Things getting clogged up, the spacing not quite working. So I think the entire dynamic of the team is going to change here, and I'm interested how it works. Obviously, you've got some... Good players coming in. I think Jet Howard's going to be a guy that's going to be able to play right away. Obviously, Terrence Williams is going to get a, a big uptick in minutes. I, I think Kobe Bufkin's going to be fine at the two. But you definitely lose a little depth here Depth here uh, moving forward. So it is going to be a, a big loss, even though I do find it kind of ironic, right, that we just kind of assumed coming into this season that Musa and Caleb were both one and dones no matter what. But you get to that time, and all of a sudden, you know, we're like, oh, man, it's a, it's a big thing to lose both of them. Yeah, you wouldn't think that after the season they both end up bolting, even though, it, I mean, it took Musa a little bit to get going and to get into the starting lineup. Caleb's, he, he started the entire season and didn't miss yeah. a game, yep. played in every single game, started the whole season, was still a relative disappointment. Um, Musa, it was it was a roller coaster with him, man. <laughs> I mean, he he came off the bench the first few games and he was electric uh, what was the game against UNLV uh, out West when they were playing at like one o'clock in the morning when approximately four people were awake to watch it. He had a great game against them and then got in the starting lineup when Brandon Johns started struggling and, and seemingly that's when he started to struggle and, uh, it really down the stretch of the season. I mean, he was making silly turnovers, just looked lost on defense. He was really Bambi on ice more or less. Um, so it, it's just, again, just very surprising to see both of them more than likely stick it out in the NBA draft. I will certainly see what happens. Um, I thought you brought up a really good point about Terrence Shannon too, because that is a huge loss at this point. And to lose him to Illinois of all teams, man, it's just so frustrating to see a potential game changer in the portal that seemingly wanted to come to Michigan had officially visited Michigan, went out to dinner with Juwan Howard and some of the other players. And you had, like you had mentioned, had Hunter Dickinson and uh, Jace Howard sticking up for him on social media after the fact that, you know, he wouldn't have been able to transfer to Michigan because of the summer credit situation that he would have had to take some classes at Texas tech and allegedly, their head coach didn't want him to do that, which I qu- 
honestly don't understand why, but uh, it, the situation is what it is at this point. He's going to Illinois. He didn't have to take any summer classes for them. So that is a huge loss at the wing position because you're going to have to rely on Jet Howard to kind of be the guy right away. And it, it's very possible. He's had a great, he had a great senior season. He's had a great summer so far. It's very early on with the uh, summer circuit playing, but he's uh, by all intents and purposes played very well. So you're going to have to rely on him to take over the, uh, the three position uh, to start because uh, more than likely, I mean, it's looking like Jalen Llewellyn is going to be the starting point guard, probably going to have to rely on Kobe Buffkin at the two hope to God that he takes a step forward because what I saw out of him, his freshman season didn't look that good. And, uh, you know, with the way that the portal goes, I wouldn't have been too surprised if he himself entered the portal, but uh, Frankie Collins did him uh, the benefit of uh, him making his decision a lot easier. Um, So I would imagine it's probably those two at the guards spots, Jed Howard, probably playing the three and uh, you're going to have to rely on Isaiah Barnes at the wing spot as well. A guy that has not played at all. Uh, so it, it's really looking pretty murky here, Luke, uh, as far as the lineup goes, the one consistency that you do have with Hunter Dickinson, thank God he's coming back because I, I can't imagine a lineup without him. It, it would have looked real, real, uh, uh, sketch if, uh, if he didn't come back. So, um, very thankful that, uh, Hunter Dickinson is back, back because it's, uh, man, it, it would have been a struggle with, without him. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what they end up doing, but uh, it's more likely than not that they'll stick with the draft. Yeah, and you, you know, you brought up Isaiah Barnes. He was a guy we kind of heard rumors about potentially hitting the transfer portal as well. I think it's huge uh, that he was able to stay as well just to potentially give some more depth. You know, maybe go through Camp Sanderson here this year. Uh, you know, put on a little weight. You know, get a little extra athleticism. You know, not that really Isaiah Barnes needs a kid is uh, incredibly athletic as it is. But I mean, it, it's big. There, there's a chance that some of these guys that were, you know, pretty high recruits have a, have a really good summer and come in and are able to produce next year as well. It's a long way off. Uh, one thing I do want to touch on as well, because look, uh, we, if you were on Twitter, you know, on Monday or anything like that, and if you do follow any Michigan State people, you saw. A, a, a bit of what I would call blowback to the announcement from Max Christie that he's staying in the NBA draft. A, a lot of Michigan State fans feel uh, he's not ready to make that leap. Now, when Caleb Houston's news becomes official, I do expect a very good portion of Michigan Twitter to kind of react similarly to, to what we saw yesterday. And I want to put it out there, whether it's Musa or Caleb or even Max Christie, look, man, if, if you think that you've got a chance to be a first-round pick or a team, if teams have told you that you are probably going to be a first-round pick or have made a promise to you that they're going to take you in the first round, go do it, man, because you get the two years guaranteed contract. You get three team options afterwards. Now, I know uh, the, the, being picked in the second round is a little bit different than it used to. A lot of guys have gotten guaranteed contracts getting picked in the second round. Uh, AL was one of those guys last year. Isaiah Todd got a fully guaranteed couple of years being picked in the second round. But that's not a guarantee to get that guaranteed contract, whereas it is in the first round. So if you are going to be a first-round pick, pretty much you get a two-year fully guaranteed internship in the NBA, uh, whether you're, you're going to 
develop in the G League or, or play in the NBA, that's going to be your full-time job. You're going to get a fully guaranteed great contract. Absolutely. Go do it. So whether you think Caleb Houston's ready or Musa Diabate is ready, that doesn't matter if they get picked in the, in the first round. Because guess what, man? You're going to be able to develop at an NBA level. And the way that NBA teams are using the G League, it is a massive, massive thing. I mean, uh, Michigan guys to go through it, obviously, and come out of it. Jordan Poole making a great case for that right now. Nick Stauskas, I mean, every single team right now, Vaughn, that's in the conference finals, Boston, uh, Golden State, Miami, and Dallas, they all have at least one Michigan player on the roster. Miami's got Duncan Robinson. Boston's got Nick Stauskas. Golden State has Duncan Robinson. Heck, Dallas has two. They got Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke. And and a lot of those guys, most of them, at least spent a little time in the G League and, and now are contributing on NBA rosters. So it's not the black market used to be to go into the G League. So if you are going to be a first-round pick, you go get those full two-year guarantees absolutely it's the right decision to go into the NBA draft, whether or not you think they're ready or not to make that leap. Because here's a newsflash for you. With how deep the league is, very few young guys, not everyone's going to be a Cade Cunningham or a Scotty Barnes or an Evan Mobley or a Franz Wagner. I I mean, those guys, those are top five picks for a reason. If you're getting picked mid to late round or, you know, in the first round, guess what? You're going to have a hard time contributing because those are already really good rosters. But if you're able to get that guarantee, you're able to work your way, improve your game to a point where you can help and they're going to pick up those extra three years, you're doing yourself a great service. I'm glad you brought up Jordan Poole because he's like the the prime example of a player that was quote unquote not ready for the NBA and has absolutely proven those people wrong. And the people that say that, you know, X player isn't ready for for the NBA, <coughs> excuse me, making a, a, a wrong decision. The same guy that says that the players making the wrong decision has also never had to make that decision in their life. Right. Right. And has never had that much money thrown in their face in their life. So to those people, I just say, shut the hell up because <laughs> it's, it's not your decision. You don't know what these Uh, players have been through in their lives. I mean, this is game changing, life changing money that uh, these people, these players are are able to, to acquire if they end up getting picked in in the NBA draft. So yeah, Yeah. I mean, if Jordan Poole thinks he's a first rounder, he he ended up a first rounder. And and you know what, you know what Vaughn on top of that as well, look, Hunter Dickinson can come back to Michigan and make really good money on an NIL deal, and that's great for him. But let's be honest, yeah. Caleb Houston and Musa Diabate, they're not nearly as marketable as, as Hunter Dickinson is right now. No, they don't have the personality of Hunter, and quite honestly, the their level of play didn't live yeah. up to And they're not even on social media. Like they're yeah, there, there's nothing it's tough. You know? Yeah. 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 I mean, some some players are just built for that right. NIL uh, landscape, and quite honestly, those those two guys really aren't. So if they're going to make their money through the NBA draft, let them do it. I mean, absolutely. Jawan is paid to deal with these kinds of situations. He'll figure it out. So you got to just trust the process with this and uh, everything will sort itself out. But yeah, I'll never fault anybody for making a decision that they think is best for them. It's ridiculous to do so. I agree with you. So we'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out there. Uh, I do want to shift gears uh, real quickly here, Vaughn, because 
Michigan right now in one of the four major sports has a situation in what I would call the most unique kind of coaching situation that I've I've really ever seen. I don't know if I recall another time that this has happened. Um, so Mel Pearson, fresh off a of Frozen Four appearance, um, he is. I Michigan says he is currently the head hockey coach, but he's not c- coaching under a contract right now. And I know he's not coaching, but he's still ahead of the hockey program uh, w- without uh, being under contract right now. Von, what on earth is going on here w- with this Mel Pearson situation? Yeah, it's 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 very much like a I'm Ron Burgundy. Like, <laughs> am, am I the head coach? Am I? What am I doing? What is it exactly you do here? Um. There's a lot of weird stuff going on, man. Uh, I guess the answer to your question is I, I really don't know because I've never seen anything like this happen before. Um, now, I guess that there's there's an investigation going on within the hockey program in, in case the, you know, the listening audience isn't aware uh, and, and was just, you know, seeing all the sunshines and rainbows from the, uh, the Big Ten championship winning season, which is great. Making the Frozen Four is great. But some of the things that aren't great are the accusations of Mel Pearson instructing students to lie on their COVID-19 tracing forms and then allegedly uh, discriminating against uh, female staff members and uh, creating a toxic work environment for the uh, female staff. And uh, apparently he also allegedly retaliated against a student athlete for raising concerns about the culture of the hockey program so there there's just a lot going on with this entire situation that needs to be sorted out and uh, apparently this uh this firm that is uh conducting this investigation it's the same company that dealt with the uh, robert anderson situation as well uh so there's obviously going to be a very unbiased uh, uh finding and opinion uh, with all of this, so uh, you can rest easy with that. It's not an internal uh, investigation. At least there's not an internal one that has been made publicly announced uh, because the the um, a U of M spokesperson had, had pretty much said uh, we cannot confirm nor deny uh, that an investigation is going on. So at the very least, this outside firm is investigating this in- entire situation. Really, Really sad that uh, this is what's being brought up at this point, because if it's true uh, that uh, you know, all, if all these accusations are true, um, there's a lot of really bad stuff. I mean, lying about COVID tracing forms, they had to withdraw their name from the uh, tournament last year, if you recall, because of uh, so many positive COVID cases. So um, curious if it was around that same time that they were um, a- allegedly instructing kids to lie about their uh, uh, COVID tracing form just a, a very unique and kind of a head scratcher of a situation here Luke I, I really don't know what to make of it and I really don't know what's going to end up happening here this is truly a 50-50 crapshoot as far as if he's going to come back officially under a contract or not and uh, very curious if he, if he is actually working for free because they do say that he is still currently the head coach and is conducting all of the head coach duties and everything like that. Uh, I, I find that hard to believe if he's not making a paycheck. I, yeah. I, I just can't, I can't imagine someone uh, doing that kind of stuff for free. It, it just would blow my mind, but who knows? I mean, it's just, again, 
very bizarre situation, man. It really is, and and another one definitely worth monitoring. Um, it, it it's unique, it's bizarre. We'll see what happens with it, and uh, you know, uh, I'm very familiar, obviously, with Mel Pearson being up here in the UP. Uh, he was at Michigan Tech for for many years, made them very competitive. Um, and he's, uh, we'll say in his tenure at, in Houghton and definitely since, uh, he's been back to Ann Arbor as well, a uh, very polarizing figure. We'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah, I, I can imagine why. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, well, Vaughn, I know you've been under the weather, man, but I pre- really appreciate you, you know, coming on and chatting a little bit here with us on Brewcast here this week. Uh, and I know, obviously, this is a, a very big time for you on the recruiting pod and everything like that. So tell us when we can uh, we can get in on the show and where we can find you on social media and everything. Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. Uh, yeah, me, John, and Seth, we uh, record the recruiting podcast pretty much weekly. And we're going to take this week off because I sound like absolute garbage <laughs> and I cannot do that for 45 minutes. Um, I was lucky to be able to do this. I'm, I'm actually surprised I made it through all of this, uh, you know, with a couple of things here and there. Uh, but yeah, we, we usually record uh, every week and we'll release those uh, on Wednesday days uh, on maizeandbrew.com so yeah be sure to uh, keep up with the website as well and we greatly appreciate any support you throw to uh, the website or to all of our podcasts and you can find me on Twitter at Luke Yardi, L-U-K-E-G-H-I-A-R-D-I. Make sure to subscribe rate and leave a review for not only Brewcast but all your favorite Maze and Brew podcasts is we got a lot of great shows for you. We're going to start ramping up. Uh, we didn't get to the FanDuel college football lines that were already put out here uh, today. Maybe we'll talk about those a little bit next week, even though uh, definitely too early to be talking betting lines here in May. But, hey, you know, if it's a little fun, we, we might do that for you. So we've got a lot of fun coming your way the next couple of months as we start ramping up football coverage as well. For Von Lozon, I'm Luke Yardy, and we'll see you next week on Brewcast.